There's a popular vacation spot in Plymouth, Massachusetts called the Plymouth Plantation. It is a living museum that's meant to bring history alive. It gives you a real experience of what early colonial American history was like. The actors dress up in 17th century clothing and speak in English accents. You can churn butter. Ladies are sporting little bonnets and carrying baskets. Men are working with old fangled tools, tending sheep and engaging in colonial activities. It's a great way to learn. But even a gullible little kid knows it's not real. Those actors go home at 5 o'clock unchanged back to their normal lives. Perhaps we are tempted to approach Easter in a similar way. Let's remember and bring alive the past events of 2,000 years ago. And so we decorate our church with signs of new life. Easter lilies galore, flowers. The cross is draped in white linen, a sign of the risen Lord. We wear our Sunday best and we listen to the stories of that first Easter. We hear about Mary Magdalene going to the tomb early in the morning only to find the stone rolled away. And we hear the announcement of the resurrected Lord. But we're not here just to remember a past event. We're not meant to just hear these stories of 2,000 years ago and then go home unchanged. The good news is Christ is alive. Jesus is present to us here and now in 2021. There is a saying that the God of history is now present in mystery. We encounter the risen Lord here and now through the sacred mysteries, through the sacraments of the church. Baptism is the Easter sacrament. In baptism, we really die with Christ. We die to our sinful life. Our sins are really washed away. And then we rise to new life with Jesus. Death is conquered in us. And Jesus is truly alive and risen in our souls. If we ever fall from grace, we have a living encounter with Jesus in the sacrament of reconciliation. Jesus meets us in confession and touches our soul to heal and forgive us. And we leave confession a changed person. Our sins are really forgiven. And then it's here in the Eucharist that we encounter the risen Lord. The greatest words a priest can say are the words of consecration here at Mass. This is my body given for you. In saying those words, the God of the universe is made visible on this altar in the Blessed Sacrament. When we come up for Holy Communion, we are accepting the risen Lord into our lives. But believing in Jesus, that he's alive and risen, is not enough. For Christmas, the Archbishop gave us a book by Father Cantalamesa. And in the book, Father Cantalamesa gave part of his own personal witness. He shared that one day, walking in the garden, God spoke to him through an image. The image that came to mind for him was he saw a man driving a horse-drawn carriage, and the man was holding tightly to the reins. And then he realized that man was himself and how he was trying to control his life. He wanted to be his own boss. And then Jesus appeared at his side and with infinite gentleness said, Give me the reins. You see, it's one thing to believe Jesus is risen, but the next step is a willingness to give Jesus the reins, to accept the lordship of Jesus in our lives. I want to mention just three things that will happen if you make Jesus the Lord of your life. First, expect deliverance from sin. 
If we don't believe that Jesus can break the shackles of our sin, then we empty the cross of its saving power. As a priest, I've witnessed people consumed by anger move to forgiveness. I've witnessed those consumed with making money become extraordinarily generous. The story of the Scrooge is really possible. I've witnessed those in chains of addiction, whether to alcohol or drugs or lust, be set free. St. Paul says, for freedom, Christ set us free. Second, if we surrender our life to Jesus, expect interior peace, serene confidence, joy in our life. With Christ, we no longer have to live in fear. Fear doesn't have to control us. Sometimes people ask me, Father, with all the chaos in the world, terrorism, mass shootings, COVID, don't you fear death? And my response is, hey, okay, if God wants to call me home, I have faith in the resurrection. I have faith in Christ's promise of eternal life. With Jesus, we don't have to live in fear. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be prudent. We don't want to be foolish and take unnecessary risks, but fear doesn't have to control us. Finally, if we surrender to Jesus and allow him to live in us, we should expect to become more like Jesus. We start to put on the mind of Christ. We're going to start having thoughts of how we should love others rather than just being consumed with ourselves. We're going to start speaking the words of Christ, words of encouragement, words of hope, words of charity to build others up. We might start thinking, wow, where did that come from? We take on the ears of Christ. We start to hear things we've never heard before. We start to be more attuned to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, more attuned to the Word of God, more attuned to the voice of the Lord. We take on the eyes of Christ. We start to see things like Jesus. In our pride, we don't see often beyond ourselves. But when we see with the eyes of Jesus, we actually see other people. We grow in compassion for the suffering of others. This is really the call of the Christian life. We're called to be an altar Christus, to be another Christ in the world. And that happens when we give Jesus the reins. New life in Christ is possible. This is not the Plymouth Plantation. We aren't gathered here just to remember history and go home unchanged. We're gathered here to celebrate that Christ is risen and alive and in our midst. And in surrendering to his lordship, we should expect our lives to be changed forever. 